0: Well,
1: what's up, everybody? We are excited to welcome you to one back at the table. Table at the table. Back at, at the, table. Ta- nice table. Nice at the table. table. Nice little table. Nice little table, right? Table. We, we uh, here. yeah. If if you haven't noticed, we have a special guest, exclusive, uh, exclusive, at the table, Miss Kim Treese Slaughter, the one and only, the Come one on. and only, our friend, and also uh, the owner and like CEO oh. and head therapist. I don't know what all <laughs> your titles are, but uh, from Hummingbird Counseling. And uh, she' gonna come and and kind of help us have this conversation around counseling, around therapy, yeah, and um, how Christians should think about therapy, how Christians should think about counseling, because we know it's somewhat of a hot topic. Yeah. We got the hashtag uh, Jesus and therapy, therapy and Jesus. I, I be seeing it on t-shirts. I'm not on Twitter enough. <laughs> <apparently>. <laughs> um, uh, and so we wanted to talk about it here. So, um. I, yeah, I want to just start off with the table. Maybe start with us, cause you're the professional, <laughs> right? We'll we'll kind of say doing this what our you. experience, what our thoughts are of counseling first, and we'll come to you with this first question. But my question to y'all is, mm-hmm. what is your impression of counseling of therapy when you hear it? How do you fill the blank in your mind? What do you think of? What do you see? And do you generally have like a positive or a negative? you know, impression uh, when you think of counseling or therapy?
2: I'll go first because I'm pretty sure my thoughts are probably what the most common people's thoughts are. Okay. All right. So, and this is going to be really weird because my Never mom, been. my mom was a <laughs> guidance counselor in the school system uh, okay. for 10 years. So this is going to be really weird. But to me initially, counseling meant was wrong with you mm. and you need somebody to talk to. Like, yeah, like it's something going, you go to counseling when something is wrong. Right? Yeah like some traumatic experiences happen right. and you need to talk to somebody in confidence that you can just spill all the beans to mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been until recently, probably the last 2 or 3 years, when it's like no you go to counseling just it's a good thing to go just because yeah. you don't have to wait till something's wrong with you before you go. Yeah. Um and of course Counseling, I don't think I ever looked at it as a bad thing per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know the Bible tells you to seek wise counsel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But like professional help, it's almost like, dang, you need professional help, help. right? Right? <laughs> like, like, like y'all just need help. Like, I like, need the help. You need <laughs> professional help. <laughs> yeah, you need professional help. Yo, it's right. something like, dang, something really wants to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. you know, and I and I've never hmm. been the. That's good. I've never been, you know, being in church my whole life, being a pastor's son. Like, I've never had the thing like, oh, you don't need counseling, just pray and it'll, you know, go away. Like I've never was that extreme. But I never thought that it was like I never thought that you could just go to counseling, have go to therapy for good things. Mm. I always thought something had to be wrong with you. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm like kinda in the percentile of most Americans probably think that. Mm. But I don't think that anymore. Thank God. Mm. But Mm. um yeah. And I'm I actually need to go to a probably get me a thing. <laughs> uh, no, for real. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean life has changed. Yeah. For me, it you is. know what I'm saying? I'm married, got kids. You know, things have changed in the last seven, five, seven years. So like where I was 10 years ago, yeah. I probably would have been like, man, I need no ain't nothing wrong with me. Right. <laughs> right. But now it's like, yeah, life done hit you a little bit. Yeah. It's time to talk about some stuff. So yeah. uh uh-huh. I, so, I guess for me.
3: It yeah. wasn't like positive, it wasn't negative. It was just kind of, I don't know. Mm -hmm. apathetic like it's just over there yeah usually when i would think of therapy you would think of like the movies where it's a leather couch you're always Mm -hmm. horizontal Mm -hmm. right you're laying down Mm -hmm. on your back the therapist is like behind you (laughs) like hiding and it's used in movies for like flashbacks that's therapy right like it wasn't like i just had the the mythological what you see on the screen Mm. and very little experience with it and you know you might hear like my parents never did it but you hear my friends family be like hey you keep acting up We're gonna send you to counseling. Right. Like a ther- it was like a threat. Oh. Like mm. so mm. yeah. Um I guess for a while it was kind of just it's just over there if you need it. Right. Mm. Break glass in case of emergency. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get into like our experiences with it. But mm-hmm. I remember when Steph was first like you should go to see a therapist. I was like, the whole reason Excuse- I'm stressed <laughs> is I've got a hundred thousand things on my plate and my yeah. schedule, why would I add something? Yeah. Like that was just right. my response. Yeah, yeah, Probably word for word, right? I've got I'm stressed because I got so much going on. Why would I add something else to my right. calendar? Mm. And then yeah.
2: And to the other thing too, yeah. I came well, guidance councils in Virginia happened when I was like in middle school. Mm-hmm. And you went to the counselor when something was wrong. Yeah. Like you never it was never presented like you go to a counselor for something good. Yeah. Like if anybody was like, I need to go see the counselor, you was like, oh.
0: You know what I mean? Like, so it
2: was, I was was 10, 11 years old. So from that early age, it was just indoctrinated into me. Something's wrong with you. That's when you say counselor. It wasn't looked at as a positive thing. So I think that's something we might be able to get into as well when we start talking about, you
1: know, COVID and education. Yeah. Stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I'm kind of more on the lines of you, Chris. I think I've always thought that counseling was for when something bad happens, something traumatic happens. And even in like more recently as kind of culturally the stigma of counseling has kind of been fading away the negative stigma around counseling has kind of been fading away i still have that feeling of you know like for me i know people always say you know you should get a you should go to the doctor like just the regular doctor right Right. like family practitioner just to, you know for checkups and i feel weird and awkward even doing that right Mm -hmm. like asking you know for a physical or for a checkup when i feel fine i feel like i'm wasting everybody's time you know right. and money right. and so it's it's i've always felt like i mean this is a little bit of a confession and this is me trying to get past this so maybe you should help me but but you know i i always i don't know i just i i have that block of like nothing's wrong with me and i feel like if i nothing's wrong with me and i feel like if i you know Sign up for counseling. I'm I'm gonna be wasting everybody's time, my time, their time. And but um, it's crazy though. As a pastor, though, I talk to people all the time, and I I recommend counseling, right, and I right. say like it's good. And even if you're healthy, you should go. But personally, I've never gone, and right. so that's something confession um that I, I know I need to do. So maybe this conversation will help with that. <laughs> it seems but like uh, some conditioning there. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> yeah, no, but I'm 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 trying to uncondition. Like I I recognize and appreciate like. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the stigma, you know, that has been around me. And, um, I realized like counseling is not just for, that's a question, right? Like who is counseling for? And I think I've always thought, like Chris said, counseling is for mentally unhealthy people Mm -hmm. instead of thinking about counseling as is for people who want to be healthy. Right. Just like going to the doctor, you do that because you want to stay healthy. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. What about you? What's your experience with counseling? Before you became a therapist, a counselor, uh, what what did you think of it?
4: I didn't think anything of it. Like I yeah. grew up in, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, I'm the oldest of 10. And Ooh, 10. um, yeah, a lot <laughs> of us. <laughs> um and we, we grew up in this really volatile and abusive environment. Mm. And um we, we never talked about God. We never talked about counseling. There's just certain things we just never talked about. Yeah. And it wasn't really until I maybe was 10 or 11, we, um, my mother, both my parents were drug addicts. And mm-hmm. so we were we went to foster care when I was like a couple of days before my 10th birthday. And um, I was having really bad anxiety attacks. I would pull out my hair, I would bang my head against the wall. And so wow. I was with a um, foster mother and I was only with her for a couple of weeks and she, they told her that she had to take me to counseling because they were like she was like I can't keep her because she, she can kill mm. herself. And so they yes. took me. This is the my first hmm. encounter with counseling as I was mm-hmm. 10 years old. And I was at, she kept saying we're going to the doctor. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Right. I, I know the doctor <laughs> right. I knew what that was. Right. So I had right. to ask any questions. But when we got there, it didn't look like a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. So I was like, This is not a doctor's office. Right. And so she was like, No, it is a doctor's office. And I kept asking her and she just wouldn't So my little inquisitive self. When she goes to the rescue restroom, I forced the mom, Hmm. I go up to the desk and I ask the receptionist, what type of doctor is this? Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, it's a doctor. You can tell all your problems and and she will help you and help you. And I was like, what? (laughs) Because at that time, I didn't,
0: it was 10 of us. And and not
4: only was it 10 of us, we lived with my aunt and my grandma. So it was like 18 of us in like a two-bedroom apartment. So... You want you no you won't get no attention. So mm. if you had a problem, you better solve it on your own. <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> and so I'm like somebody that I can actually yeah. share my problems with, and they could help me. Oh, wow. I was ready. Wow. I was ready. So that's cool. When I went in though, I was I just started talking. I was ready, and she didn't ask me no question. And she was like, "Hold on,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> right."
4: And um, so she was saying, you know, she she barely looked at me, and she was just like, "Yeah, so I see you have some anxiety." I see you. Why are you pulling out your hair? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Mm. And I'm ready to answer your question. I'm ready to tell yeah. you why. But she just never mm. really allowed me to mm. do the thing that this receptionist said she was going to do. Mm. And she said, Well, you know, you're a little black girl living in the projects. And, you know, you live kind of like in a bad neighborhood. And so, yeah, you're probably going to experience some anxiety. And I was like, What? Excuse? This is not. <laughs> <what> she <laughs> said, and I just got up and walked out. Yeah. Uh, I wow. was done. I was in there probably 10 minutes. And my fourth summer wow. was like, what, what, "What happened?" And I walked out and I went up to the reception. I was like, you're a liar. You
0: couldn't. <laughs> mm. went,
4: And I wanted to cry. I was like so overwhelmed with emotion. Uh. And I was like, I'm not crying. I'm not going to let anybody see me cry. Wow. And um, I, when I got back to my fourth summer, I went to the bathroom and closed the door. And I was just bawling Jeez. because it was not what right. I was told. Be. So again, yeah. it was like, OK, solve your own problems. You don't mm. need people. Mm. So that was my so from then I was like mm mm. But you know what? A, a little bit after that, I mm. was just like, it's a great idea. I'm a I'm a ten I'm ten. It's uh-huh. a great idea. Uh-huh. If she would have done what, what they she said. was supposed to do, yeah. that's a great idea. Right. And so mm. I said to myself, I'm gonna do that.
0: Oh wow. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it right, mm-hmm. right. I'm
4: gonna do it the wow. way that the reception is set. It was wow. supposed to have been done. Oh, that's so from there, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm reading books. I'm, I'm a book reader, so I'm reading books and I'm learning. And I started realizing the education, though, I was like, hold up. <laughs> okay. like, Tell me about that. But yeah, and for, but from then, I never really looked at therapy as negative. I only looked okay. at that in that instance. But after that, I never looked at it as negative. That's so crazy.
1: Yeah. So I want to hear how that transition went in a second, but mm-hmm. into you actually becoming a counselor yourself, but I think that's also a block for me. And so maybe, so I've never been. I don't know if you've nope. been, Chris, and I, you just said that you, at least your wife told you you should. Yeah, I went. <laughs> I went. Yeah, I went. So I, I think that's yeah, always yeah. the block for me. And I'm speaking for all the people who are like me out there. I got y'all. I'll, I'll be honest and confess and ask all the questions for you. But I know for me, like part of it is like, am I wasting people's time? Blah, blah. I said that before. Am I, you know, I'm not unhealthy. But I know for me a block has always been like, what is that first session going to be like? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, so it's interesting to hear you say you just opened up and you just were talking Mm -hmm. from jump. And so, like, I don't know, for you, did you have that fear before you went of like, what is it going to be like? And did you have a positive or a negative experience? Right, (laughs) I guess that's the
3: advice (laughs) I I give people is sometimes the first one ain't the one. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I went to a guy a couple of times and it was like, just not happening for yeah, whatever reason yeah, like yeah, I yeah. couldn't put my finger on it but then I tried another person and it was amazing mm. so yeah okay that was my experience you know like I just tell people like if, if the first therapist then you don't hit it off don't mm. give up on therapy like
1: yeah move on to another just, counselor yeah keep yeah. trying that's good that's good um all right so then, how did you make this transition? We got some like topical questions, as always. You know, we like right. to pull on current events and what's in the news and stuff like that, and how that connects to counseling. But maybe Trish, you could talk a little bit about uh, how you became a counselor because that's interesting that shift from you know that negative experience to becoming who you are today, and then talk a little bit about your actual practice and mm-hmm. um, give yourself a little plug. <laughs>
4: I ain't got with that. Right. <laughs> So like I said, from that moment, it was really trying to understand because I only had that little snippet of what was supposed to happen. Mm. So really trying to understand what therapy was really like and living in the community I lived in, nobody went to therapy. So Mm. there was no one I could go to and say, hey, have you ever been to therapy or have you ever talked to a therapist? There's no therapist in my neighborhood. So I I had to go to books. Mm. I had to go to books. I had to really, um, I would read a lot of Irving Yalom books to try to understand what therapy was. And I loved his book, The Gift of Therapy, because he actually walked you through specific sessions mm. and how things went and how to interact with the client and to speak to what you said about the connection. Therapy is about connection. Mm. You know, um, That's the thing. You didn't have a connection with him. That's why it fell off. When you say you couldn't put your finger on it, therapy is all about the relationship. If we mm. have a good relationship, if you trust me, to guide you and to lead you, then um not to tell you what to do, mm. but to guide you and to lead you, uh, then we're gonna we're gonna hit it off well, mm. um, and so um, just trying learning about what it took to become a therapist as far as schooling, which was a whole lot. I was like, well, I might as well become a doctor. Then. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Shoot. Right.
4: Um, so you know you have to go to school. You know you go to get your bachelor's, get your master's. Mm. Uh, then you have to do two years of clinicals, mm. um, uh, and then after that you got to sit for uh, well before after you get your master's, then you have to take a, a test, a big mm. test, four hour mm. test. Then you go to your two years of clinicals. Then you sit for the national exam. Mm. And, oh, the stress. That. um, And so you have to get 4,000 hours of clinical hours. Jeez. 4,000 hours of clinical hours.
2: So, okay, so before you go on, I want our listeners and even those watching to understand how how you just went through all of the things that you had to do to be able to be in the seat that you're in. Mm -hmm. For people who have never been to counseling like me, hopefully something like that will reassure them, like... Hey, yeah. the, pe- the people that are doing this have are well-educated and they've taken a lot of time of their own personal life to gain knowledge in this subject area. So when you go to therapy, you're not just mm-hmm. going to somebody who's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a therapist. No, they actually have to put <laughs> yeah. in work. Like, like you're oh, talking about hours of testing oh, yeah. and yeah. stuff. So it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it ain't no, you just woke up one day and became a therapist that owns a whole company. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it was a lot to that. So Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. and
4: then still, even as a therapist, you still have to get, CEUs every year. We're taking big trainings. I just finished taking EMDR, I just finished taking brain spotting, uh, which is body therapy, energy mm. therapy, and brain therapy, like sitting mm. in classes, <laughs> learning about wow. the functioning of the brain. I love that stuff, but some people, you know, they sit in class right, like, right. what? Right, the right. Amygdala, the hip Right. <laughs> right. The what? <laughs> right. You know, I'm, and I'm like, yes. You know, right. Um, and so you, you, it's ongoing. It's it's not mm-hmm. like you do all of that and then you stop. No, mm-hmm. it's ongoing because people change, right? We're complex people, so mm-hmm. we change. And certain sometimes talk therapy don't doesn't work. If somebody have experienced like really mm-hmm. deep trauma, they need somebody to tap into the, those brain spots to release that trauma out of the brain or to, to the body to release the trauma because mm. the brain holds trauma and the body holds trauma mm. right if I work the trauma out of the body you still got trauma in the brain mm. right so we have we're, we're always learning and so I wanted to initially I wanted to do marriage and family I thought I wanted to do marriage and family mm. and I did it for a while and I liked it but I started to see that in a lot of marriages, the women were just struggling mm. and not struggling because of the marriage per se, but struggling with their own identity, mm. um, with trying to find out who they were. Mm. How, how we, it's, it's so crazy how we can get married and not even know who we are. Mm. We can have children and not right. even know who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we get in there and then we struggle yeah. because we interact in marriage how society tells us to. Ooh,
1: be. yeah. You can't afford not to know who you
4: right. are in marriage <laughs> and having kids.
0: Right. <laughs> Right. PA. All right.
4: Um, and so that's where it led me to doing women. Yeah. You know, I wanted to specifically focus on that's good. Helping women to get where they are because you have women who have daughters and even have sons. You you don't know who you are, you're training to your get children. They're looking at you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I just think I think women, I just think, not because I am a woman, but I am, you know, I think we're so powerful. I think Mm -hmm. we lend so much if we look at history, Mm -hmm. how women have the power to build or tear down kingdoms, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but we have, we don't know our own power. We don't know our own power. and So I wanted to open up um, a counseling agency that was specifically for women to go and just spill it all, Mm -hmm. right? And not in a sense of spilling tea, but in a sense of, I have to be powerful out there But I have somewhere I can be weak. Yeah. Mm I have somewhere where I can feel safe. Yeah. Be vulnerable. You know, I have somewhere I can go and tell Mm -hmm. myself and I'm not going to be judged. Right. Because the world expects women to be. Do this, do this, do this. And always going, oh, you're a strong black woman. Or you're a strong... Sometimes I don't want to be strong. Right. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I don't feel strong. Yeah. Sometimes I want to lay... Like, I have doctors and engineers and lawyers that I work with. They come and lay on the floor and just...
0: Well, like, what if right, right, And
4: I'll be like, yes, girl, I'm with you. I'm going down. So you're going to have to help me get back up because my knees ain't right. Oh, you know, But awesome. just being uh-huh. with them and a lot of them for the first time saying, this is the first time someone was actually with
1: me. Mm. Wow. That's began, good. You know, that's good. sitting with me in my pain. So
4: I wanted to have to build something like that for women.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I think, you know, what went through my head, Chris, when you mentioned that and just hearing all that you just said about how you stay up on your game Mm. is it it puts a positive spin on that phrase professional help you know what i mean like you need professional help it's always like you need somebody right to take (laughs) care of you because that's how bad you are but i think what's cool is that hearing like no professional help it means that man they up on their game and and they can they uh they really are, or at least we can recommend you. I don't know, I can't recommend everybody, but, but uh but you're up on your game and you're pro- you're a professional. So so so, so yeah, yeah.
0: so
2: before we get into that, I know which is probably maybe a question, it's a question I have. Um, we heard so much about the science and the mm. professionalism and the studies, the academics of counseling. Mm. But from a Christian perspective, That's I good. guess my question is, why is it such a stigma in the mm. church? Right, yeah. Because some people be like, I don't want professional help. Yeah. I want spiritual help. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, like why? Why yeah. do so it's many true. Christians have an issue with therapy? And I guess is your practice Christian based, or and if it's not, how does that matter or not matter? Versus, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to hopefully yeah. understand what I'm oh, asking. That's a great
4: question. Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think the church feels that way because they we fear what we don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always say, if you fear something, then the antidote to that is competence. You know,
0: i okay.
4: just mm-hmm. try to understand what it really is. It's not something that goes against God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, God created everything. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Including science. And mm-hmm. so yeah. it's mm-hmm. not something that goes against God. And and also in the church, it's so easy to look at someone with a broken arm okay. and say, oh, man, uh, we're with huh. you. We're praying for 'Cause yeah. I can see it. Right. Mm-hmm. I can yep. see it. But if I have depression, it's you think it's you easy it. to get over yeah. it. And so right. how come how come if I have a broken arm or if let's just say if I have cancer, mm-hmm. it's 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 okay. Mm. And we don't equate that with a lack of faith or a lack of praying or a lack wow. of relationship with yes, God. That's yeah. good. But if it's my brain Right. Mm. Right? right. Then oh, away. you just gotta pray more. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta spend more time with God. Yeah. And I have women that come to me. I have I see a lot of pastors' wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I've I've been praying for 20 years and I'm right. still depressed. Right. And right. I'm like, prayer is great, but right. there's some other work that you need <laughs> to so do. Great. Like, that's just like if you say I got cancer and I've been praying for the last five years, yeah, and I'm still declining. Mm-hmm. You need to go see a professional yeah. that's right. trained and treating the type of cancer that you have. Yeah. Right. And God has blessed them with that gift to do so. Yeah, exactly. And so you need to take advantage of right, that. Right, right. Um, and, and it has nothing to do with mm-hmm. your lack of faith mm-hmm. in God. You're going because you do have faith in God, and you know that that doctor or that therapist really can't heal you, mm-hmm. but it, they're a vessel that God is using right. uh, to heal you. Yeah, really
2: and we good. all yeah. we all started reading the scripture, you know, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So faith in the prayer is good, but we forget about, when it comes to therapy, in The church, we forget about the works part mm-hmm. of that, yeah. Faith without yeah. the works, and, we also forget and the about therapy work is your the own works,
4: salvation. yeah. Work out action, yeah. You gotta do something, <laughs> right? Like,
2: there, there are times just like Jesus, and then I'm gonna let you have it. No, it's you good. know, just like Jesus yeah. spent his time on the earth when he would do miracles, after he performed miracles, he would go back and pray and get instruction from the will of the Father, and then he would get up and yeah. go do, yeah, he right. didn't just pray in the garden all day long, he actually did some work. Yeah. So if Jesus did that, why can't we do that? I'm saying Absolutely. not just put it all on spiritual and just pray and do no work. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think we got to do a better job. And Kim Treason, what she does is helping the church right. do a better job with, hey, you can have God and you can mm-hmm. have therapy too. Mm-hmm. Like they, they can work together. Because God created it. Exactly. So if he created it, then we know it's It's good. good. Right. And it's good for us. Right. So let's take advantage of it.
3: I feel like we've talked about that with other stuff, like critical race theory, Mm -hmm. black lives matter. Like, you don't have to just, you're either with it or against it. Like, there's test test everything, hold on to the good. There's common grace where God can use doctors, therapists, all kinds of stuff. But I remember in college taking philosophy all these different classes mm-hmm. like freud called religion what like the universal opiate oh, of the masses neurosis <laughs> well, I'm of the about some opiates. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh yeah, <laughs> Something like, like that, that. <laughs> the neurosis of humanity yes. and you're like oh like it always seems like they wanted to keep religion at arm's length and yeah, they're like we talk theory. about religion yeah. wants to keep that at arm's yes. length because we, yes. don't, we don't know about all that right and like how do you integrate the two but I, it's mm-hmm. funny you talk about the brain you talk about family cuz my wife has a brain malformation my son has a brain malformation and not only that, but he was in an orphanage for years where like connections in his brain aren't happening. So my response to that isn't, oh, I should just pray about it. Right. Like, no, there are therapies that he Absolutely. should engage in, like doctors he should see. And, and I know you talked about the brain, like the mm-hmm. the eye-opening book that they recommended during the adoption process was uh, was it Body Keeps the Score. Oh, or it talks incredible. about like the neuroplasticity yes. of the brain. Once I started learning about Excellent. all that, it was like, maybe Excellent I should book. get up <laughs> in some therapy. <laughs> yeah. Book.
1: No, that's good. I mean... Okay, I heard you talk about Body Keeps the Score and how it's like 400 pages or something yes, crazy. Yes, but it's 400 of good pages. And it is. So there's another book that I read that, I mean, I'm not trying to, you should read that book probably. But there's another one. It's like literally this thing, probably 100 pages that I read a while back called... Um, uh, Christians get depressed too. Yes. Mm. And, That's the one too. Uh, that was that really helped me a lot as just a pastor dealing with people, you know, who were really dealing with depression and mm. trying mm. to figure out what is the stigma like Chris you asked uh, in Christianity and um and therapy and um you know, it talked about how there are multiple layers of trauma and there are multiple ways that depression mm. affects us and so t- sometimes it is spiritual. Sometimes it is physical, though, right? Like sometimes it's an actual chemical uh, thing happening in yeah. your brain or your body. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's a combination of all those. Actually, it was saying it's really mostly usually a combination of all those things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yeah. Can can you pray for someone and they be healed? And can Jesus heal you from physical, emotional, spiritual ills? Absolutely. Um, but we know that he also, like y'all been saying, uses other people and has gifted other people, professionals, to be able to help in in ways that are, um, material, emotional, right? And so, um, anyway, so yeah, so that's that's that on that. Yeah. <laughs> Some right. of the lepers
2: were healed yeah. as they went.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
2: they were healed as they went. Perhaps they got healed in
4: therapy. Yeah. I mean, you know, using
2: my. My dad would say my sanctified imagination. <laughs> come on yeah, they were healed as they went. They that's went so to action, right?
4: Yeah. Uh, take up your mat and go. Yeah. You know, right. it's about doing, so going, yeah. right. Yeah. And and he's he's gifted us to serve. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's a type of service sure. that we do wow. uh, to, to help others. Like Jesus said, I have not come to be served, I've come to serve. And mm-hmm. I think we talk about purpose. I think we all have the same purpose in that aspect of service.
0: Mm. We, yeah.
4: we we're the body, we're mm-hmm. here to serve each other. Right. And so that's what we do. We're here to serve and you know, I wouldn't say that my organization is a Christian organization. I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. and So anybody can come. I see any and right, everybody. And I good. love any and everybody. And I pray for any and yeah, everybody. Uh, as, as we should. <laughs> as you know, we all should. Um, and you know, some people will prefer to talk about God throughout some people will say I've I've had people come and say, Well, I don't believe in God and I don't believe in the Bible. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now it's in me. So I can't help it, it's gonna come out. Right, <laughs> right. right. I ain't trying to convert, convert you. Right. But it's gonna come out. Right, right. But I've I've had it come out and I'm not I'm not gonna apologize. Right. Because you already know who I am. Yeah. Um and but I've had mm-hmm. women be like, Hey, you said a scripture last week and I read it, and I'm like, Oh, but hey. an atheist. Oh right, right. yeah, what, what about uh, it? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, it's it's going to whatever's in good. you is going to leak out mm-hmm. and I I don't apologize for that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, I think since we do have a professional in the room, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we can kind of get into uh some topics and I guess the first thing for all of us, I feel like one of the reasons why therapy, counseling has been coming up so often is because we've all been through a rough year and a half with COVID. Mm-hmm. And um, and so a lot more people are thinking about therapy. A lot more people are, I, I've heard that there's a counseling boom. And oh yeah. Um, so I wanna know about that. I guess more specifically is what are some indicators maybe for people like me, for people like Chris who have never been to counseling before um, having gone through COVID, this pandemic, um, that maybe we might need to seek out some help? Um, and, and what are some ways that we can do that? Uh, what do you think?
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, So I think one of the things that we have to do is pay attention to yeah. our bodies because it's always going to show up in our bodies first. Mm-hmm. It'll show up in the form of like brain fog. You know, like, oh, lately i just been forgetting stuff. I mm-hmm. can't remember nothing. Mm-hmm. Or somatic in the body. I just got a random stomach ache mm. or headache mm. i was I was not having these headaches before wow so I just have these random random body aches yeah also listening to what other people are saying to to you like I mean, you've been a little irritable lately. Mm. <laughs> mm. you've been a little snappy <laughs> <laughs> lately you know and it's it's the small things wow. that if not cared for will turn into larger mm. something yeah. something bigger and mm. so I think it really starts with those little things and I think Everyone should go to therapy just because we've all been through COVID. It has affected us in some type of way, that's and, so good. and just because you can't identify how it has affected you, that's why we're the professionals because we can see stuff that you can't Ooh. see. Mm. You know, um, and and that's to, so good. if you're thinking about my my business, right, hummingbird. The reason I chose that specific name because um, I'm trying to figure out what story I want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So when I was little, right. Um, and I was in foster care. I dealt with a lot of abuse huh. in foster care. And this one particular home that I was in, my, fa- my foster father was a pedophile. He would lock me in a wow. closet. And the, under the closet, was just, it, I could see the light, right? So I, could, I was in my room, but I could see the, the light, like whether it was day or night, because mm. he would lock me in it all wow. day. Wow, wow. Um, and I could hear the birds. Mm. I could hear the birds. And then when he would allow me out, he would just lock me in the room. Mm. And then I would sit by my window. And in New York, they have all those low power lines. And you either see birds or sneakers up there, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. It's like, dang, those are some joints. I need to get up there. And get those. <laughs> right. And so, so um, and I would see the birds, and I was just like, I would just be like, man, mm. you are so free. They get to come and go as they want. They don't have no suitcases. They mm. you know, they don't. They're being taken care of somehow, mm. right? Um, wow. And so I just I started like really reading about birds, and hummingbirds are the, one of the smallest birds. But they're also the only birds that can fly up, down, left, right, up, down, mm. backward and forward. Mm. And when I think about that motion, mm. I think about perspective. Wow. Like you could come into counseling with one perspective on your depression or your anxiety or your stress. Mm. And we could, if I say to you, let's just move left, mm. what do we see now? Mm. Let's move right, what do we see now? Yeah. So as a professional, it's about us giving you perspective and saying, have you considered this? Mm. And most people will say, no, I have not mm. considered that. Right. And so paying attention to those really small things, mm. um, knowing that you're off and, and that requires you to spend time with yourself.
0: Yeah. that's um, good.
4: And knowing what's off and saying, hmm, something's off. And some people will come to therapy and be like, I don't really know what's wrong, but something's not right. Mm. And I'm going to ask all the right questions. That's to awesome.
1: Out of that's awesome. I yeah. feel like that's something that pe- people need to hear. Two things you said. The first thing was everybody needs to go to therapy because of what we all been through with COVID. Like, it has affected all of us, which I think some people might need to hear, receive that permission to to just be like, yeah... it might not have affected you the, the same way it affected your co-worker who, you know, his mom died because of COVID yeah. or whatever it is. And so, you know, but it has affected you too in, oh some, yeah, way. in some way. And so yeah, sure. um, that's awesome.
4: And I would say the major way that we all have been affected was our lack of connection. Mm. God wow, created yeah. us to connect. Yeah, and We need connection. Like we need to breathe and like we need to sleep. Wow, yeah. And so because we have not been allowed to connect and Zoom is cool, but... <laughs> We're we're energy people, yeah. right? Like, have you ever been in a room and somebody come in and you be like, mm, mm-hmm.
0: they off.
4: you don't know them. Right. You nobody <laughs> never told you anything negative about them. You just like, mm, mm, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Or right. somebody
4: come in the room, and you and you feel like you knew them for all, all your life. Right. It's, it's the energy, and so mm-hmm. we're created for that energy. And mm-hmm. COVID did not allow us to have access to that.
1: Mm-hmm. That's it affected good. Us. Yeah.
4: And that's why a lot of the prisons are now trying to do away with solitary confinement. Mm. Because people are literally losing their mind. And creating things in their brain. Their brain is creating connection. Wow. um, Because it craves it that bad. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. So in thinking, okay, so we all need to go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Right, man. That was
3: my story's backwards because COVID is the reason I haven't been going. Uh, The therapist I was seeing for so long, she had a child, right? So she mm. stepped outside for nine months and then COVID happened. Mm. Mm. And so, like, it's funny because, like, Chris said, I'm about to start making some calls. You know, this conversation, <laughs> right, right, they, right? I call right. somewhere on Monday. I like, I really need to start <laughs> right. going back. But for me, it's like, i this is like me, my well being, my family's well being. My car, oh, I take funny. in for like regular yeah. maintenance. Right. Not yeah, because yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's like, like something's I, wrong with Yeah, it. I right. can't drive it. So, like, the more I went, the more I'm like, man, this is so healthy because, mm. like, I don't need to wait till. My whole life is in shambles. Like, Steph and I did couples counseling with mm. this therapist. Not mm. because our marriage was about right. to rest, right. but That's because, okay. like, yeah. yeah, I maybe mean, we should Check do a it. checkup. Right? Yeah. A checkup. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you would have a physical checkup. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll talk about it. Like, we, we like elevate physical pain <laughs> over mental pain. <laughs> yeah. Right.
4: yeah. yeah. The oil change, tire rotation. We need
2: all that. Right. That's True. important. That's you, good. You do that so to keep funny. it working at its optimal... Copastic and see, now I know why I've never been to to therapy, because
1: I am that person who needs my... Expe- inspection sticker to inspire, expire, <laughs> exactly. so that I can go get a checkup because right. I'm just say, not going to do it. Like, hey, why y-
4: Why your y- car shaking?
1: I'll and I'll be the one like,
4: is it? I didn't even notice. Right. I thought that was the music. So I need
1: people in my life. And that's I love that you said, you know, when people look at you and like,
4: you, you all right?
1: Like you've been this or you've been mm. that. Sometimes, you know, I know I need that. Other people to look you know, at me and give me feedback. So probably not a coincidence. My wife was the one like, hey, you should go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um but but okay, so we all need therapy. Um is there anybody, you know, um, who you would say we as people, even just okay, so as Christians, right? Like we're not all therapists per se, but I love how you said we are we are made to serve people. Mm-hmm. We're made to serve people. And so what can we do? First question is, are, are there certain people maybe in our congregations and our communities and even in our families who we know that are are have been most affected that you think we should be looking out for? Like in my mind, I think about teachers and students because they are the ones who've been on Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, eight hours every day or right. whatever it is. Um, so who should we be looking out for? And then what what should we do? How can we if we want to serve our brothers and sisters who have been especially triggered <laughs> mm-hmm. by COVID, like what, what can we do?
4: I think you first have to look at, um, changes in the mm-hmm. patterns of their behavior. Mm-hmm. So if someone is like outgoing, you know, Hey David, and now mm-hmm. they are just a little bit more reserved, a little bit more quiet, mm-hmm. um, a little bit more inactive, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they served before and now they're just like coming mm-hmm. to church.
1: Wow. That's so Maybe good. coming
4: late, maybe skipping weeks. You know, like, and can I just stop you right there? Mm-hmm.
1: Be- that is so important for mm-hmm. pastors to hear, yes, because now that things are getting back into the swing of things and we all want <laughs> everything <laughs> to go back to normal and we need volunteers, and we need mm-hmm. it's important for us to hear people still ain't right all no. the way, you no, know, they're not, and people are That's still so afraid, good. yeah, mm-hmm. people anyway. are still afraid, yeah, you
4: know, and so just paying attention to uh, people. Uh, their behaviors yeah. and what's different Something's oh i haven't seen such and such in a while I mean, mm. just call and check on her and she may be like i'm just i'm not, I'm not good i'm not and and mm. giving people permission to say i'm not okay mm. like not judging mm. them criticizing them and you know people when you say hey how you doing everybody like oh good
0: right okay. right oh, that's just that's church good. culture right.
4: <laughs> right if i look somebody if i'm not good somebody say hey kim just how you doing i'm tired
0: Right.
4: I think I'm burnt out. I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, just right. giving people permission to be honest. And the way that oh, we do good. that is we, we are honest. Yeah, You know, we're able to be honest with people. That gives them permission mm-hmm. to be honest with themselves mm. about how they're doing. Wow,
1: That's so good. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. All right. Any
2: thoughts on that, yeah. y'all? Just thinking.
3: No, yeah. I mean, just the whole idea of be, it being okay to not be okay. I know it's the trap mm. that talk about church like pastors fall into is like yeah. you got to keep this facade of like I, i'm good i got it all right. together yeah when really like i think it was erwin mcmanus who said like integrity isn't being without fault mm. being without false mm. like Mm-mm. so That's like true. it's not like i'm my life is all hunky dory and perfect yeah. <laughs> you know we go through a mess but mm-hmm. you know like i have hope i can point to that hope in the midst of that mess yeah. and also mm-hmm. i'm sure we'll talk about self-care that goes out the window too so fast oh, yeah. for pastors and in ministry mm-hmm. but it's not just pastors so
1: yeah
4: I think we yeah. have to. I think, especially as pastors, I talk to a lot of pastors about this because um, I think they think that's what they're supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Right? That's the societal norm. That's a societal, yeah. societal expectation. You're the pastor. You're the leader. You gotta mm-hmm. look the part. You gotta walk the part. You gotta right. move the part. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but the Bible says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're not loving yourself first, then what do you have to give to your neighbor? Mm-hmm. And I think some pastors feel so trapped. To the point where you have a lot of pastors committing suicide. Because yeah, they're like, yeah. I, who do I go to wow. right. to tell my stuff to? Who do I go wow. to to say, I'm yeah. not okay. I have faith. I believe in God. I have mm. a great relationship with God. Mm. But I, right now, I'm not okay. Mm. Who do they go to to say that without somebody saying, oh, you're a
0: pastor? Mm. What do you mean? Mm. What
4: do you mean you're not okay? You have to be okay. Right. If you're not okay, then we're not going to be okay. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I need you to be okay. Well,
1: and I think, and maybe this kind of can segue us into the next kind of, Question, but I think one of the things that I know for me, I've been learning in a Christian context through not only COVID, but even just the, the the civil unrest in our country, the conversations around race and racism, and and all of that that's happened in our country, witnessing police brutality and police violence on TV and riots, right? Like that wreaks havoc, you know. Uh, on for me, I know it, it has mm-hmm. been wreaking havoc. Just <laughs> on me internally, and I've been learning that, you know, something culturally that we've lost in the Western church and the American church is lament. Right. Like, to just sit. I mean, right now, actually, in my devotional, I've been intentionally trying to uh, look at the Psalms and look at all the positive, joyful, kind of worshipful Psalms, but I... Right. Right. It's actually, there are fewer of those than there are psalms yeah. of lament. <laughs> right, true. Right, and right. yet, true. Um, and yet, like, it's so not a part of our culture as the church to, like you're saying, it should be the Christians. It should be the pastor who, who knows how to lament, who mm-hmm. knows how to be honest yes. with themselves mm-hmm. and with their mm-hmm. emotions. And um, so, so yeah, we need to get better at that. Yeah, there's that, that tension
3: of like, imitate That's me all. as I imitate Christ, and then remembering yes. Jesus wept in front of probably hundreds of thousands right. of people. Right, yeah. Yeah.
4: right. Jesus was yeah. such a great mentor. Like you just look at his life and and see you know how he moved and how he lived and like even talk about self care you know when he was on the on the, on the boat he was like I taking a a naps. Nap. <laughs> <Right. laughs> I why? love because that because he knew that he was going to uh-huh. go on the other side and have to be pour, have to pour out. That, people yeah. were going to pull on him. People right. were going to and of course everybody who followed Jesus was not following Jesus because he was Jesus. Some people right, right, wanted right. to be nosy. Uh-huh. Some people yeah. wanted to bread. The spectacle, right? right? Yeah. The right. right. But. Jesus Mm. was Jesus, no matter what, Mm. right? He was, he was, he was who he was, and he did not apologize for it. And a lot of times, he let us know who he was. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Another one of
3: my favorite examples is Elijah in the Old Testament, where he's burned out after all the the conflict with the prophets of Baal. Right, guys, like, hey, eat this snack and take a nap.
4: Go to sleep. Okay, go to (laughs) sleep. You know, like
3: self care (laughs) is important, and it's right there, like absolutely. And you know, even
4: even if you think about the Bible, you think about um, Genesis, right, Mm. with the fall, like. What I tell pastors too is that everything was affected with the fall.
0: Mm-hmm. Everything. everything. Mm-hmm.
4: So physical health, mental right. health, everything was affected. Mm-hmm. And even if you look throughout the Bible, David was depressed. Saul was depressed. Right. A... Look, David did music therapy for Saul. Right. Right. So Jeremiah cursed the day he was born. Right. Right. Jonah wanted to die. Elijah yeah. wanted to wanted to die. Uh-huh. Judas committed suicide. Yeah. Like this is.
1: It's and, in and, there. And, and it's
4: in there. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and the first the the first um negative that came into after mm. the the fall shame Mm-hmm. There was no shame, then fear, mm-hmm. then jealousy, mm-hmm. then murder, then all these, thi- all these things started coming mm-hmm. in yeah. after the fall. Everything was perfect before then. Right. That's why when I get to heaven, I need to speak to Eve. <laughs> right. Get <laughs> out of conversation. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: but you know, you bring up a good point, though, because I think what happens is we hear these Bible stories, and I know we're getting a little sidetracked, but I I think it's going to be important for Christians to hear this. Like, we hear these stories, though, about David, about Elijah, or or you know, um, Jonah, we hear these stories and we are so used to these stories being used as like those aspects of their stories being used to, um, it's kind of like that was the before, but then a sermon always ends with the after, you know what I mean? Like, but then, you know, David slayed Goliath, you know, but then, you know, Elijah, uh, you know, heard God at the mountaintop or whatever. And I think, we move so quickly past those points of depression um that we don't allow people to sit in that i think it's interesting that you brought Mm -hmm. up elijah because in church i think most often we talk about you know there there are certain characters and parts of the the bible we talk about but we don't talk a lot about the prophets and we don't talk a lot about the psalms especially the laments and that's because i think they're messy and Mm -hmm. uh they're a little open-ended and it doesn't always wrap up real nice and easy. right. And so... And
4: as people, we want to be comfortable. Yeah. That's we want to be comfortable. We do not like being uncomfortable. And part of the brain's function is to keep us
0: comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. And so,
4: like, it, you know, if you ever lay in the bed, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. I am going to the gym tomorrow. <laughs> and you wake up in the morning, it's raining. And you start thinking, yep. oh, man. I, because the, the brain, well, part of the brain's job is to is to assess for threat. Uh-huh. And if we're uncomfortable, that's a threat. And so then the brain will give you reason not to go to the gym. Mm. Oh, you went yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you ate good yesterday. Mm-hmm.
4: You mm-hmm. can go tomorrow. Wow. You're like, oh. <laughs> okay, brain, thanks for confirming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
4: When we are uncomfortable, mm. we, we fall into the confirmation bias where we look for reasons um, that support mm. our decision, yeah. even though we know it's wrong.
2: Mm. Yeah. That's good. So I got I got two questions. Yeah. Hopefully it goes oh, where we're we going. Yeah. Talking about self-care, Kim Trees, can you give us some Mm. tools, some things that we can do for self-care, especially regarding the times that we're living in where you have um, social unrest, um, racial injustice, and on top of that, a global pandemic. What things can we do for (laughs) self-care that will not permanently take us out of the things that are happening in the world. So my, for example, yeah, what I'm really thinking good. about is when you watch the news, mm-hmm. when you see a certain thing happening over and over and over again, you take in that trauma. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you got the professional term for it, but I'm just a musician. So, um, <laughs> But when you watch it over and over again or watch the same thing over and over again, it starts to create a certain, um, just opinion or narrative within you, mm-hmm. and it causes you more harm than good mm. by keep watching it and taking it in. So that's one thing. What what can we do for self-care things but still maintain our sense of being present in the current world? And um, what are some things that people who have high action, that's probably not the word, but high action, intense professions that they can do mm to self-care so that mm-hmm. they aren't, like people who are who are dealing with trauma a lot, those working in healthcare, those uh, teachers, yeah. those pastors, those police officers, yeah. people who are in those high pressure situations all the time. Mm-hmm. What things can they do, can we do, because we're probably in all of that, mm-hmm. um, what can we do to maintain some, some self-care things mm-hmm. until we, end while we're going to therapy, because all is about to start. Go to therapy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're converted, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I think for the first question, I think we, you know, you have to be self-aware.
0: Mm-hmm. You
4: have to understand what you need. We live in a world where we know more about other people than we know about ourselves, mm-hmm. and so we have to learn to wow. spend time with ourselves and really understand who we are and understand that we're all different. And we're all complex, mm. right? And this is why it's not good to compare yourself to other people because you don't know what other people are going through, right? And so that's the first thing, knowing who you are in this world mm. and, and really truly understanding in that and knowing what you need because what I need may be different from what you need or from what you need. And so that's the first thing is like knowing who you are and paying attention to what you need. Also, when it comes to that, that's what it's called secondary tr- trauma. That's what it is. <laughs> mm. I knew what it was when I was like, yeah, I can't yeah, think yeah. of the term. I knew exactly what it yep, secondary trauma. <laughs> because yep. Secondary trauma. Yep. Um mm. the news is not, is it's definitely going to increase that. You have to watch your mental diet, mm. what you're taking in, what you're reading, what you're watching, who you have around you and what they're talking about. Right. So sometimes when people are around me and they talk about certain things, I'm like, nope. Right.
0: Don't mm. want to hear that. Mm-hmm.
4: I already hear. That. I already hear this all day. I don't want to hear that. Right, right, right. So be careful what you allow. I'll, I'll call it the hula hoop. Right. Don't mm-hmm. come my hula. hoop. And so being, you know, if you, of course, we need to stay up on current events and things, but maybe reading, mm. um, some credible sources like mm. the Atlantic. They have some really good articles. Love the Atlantic. You know, and so maybe, you need a minute though. You really are you a reader. Do, good you, Atlantic is <laughs> like that, you'll that long be part hour. hour. <laughs>
1: reading one article, but <laughs> so anyway.
4: reading. Uh, things that th- are going to give you the truth. Yeah. But with the news, the news is, is entertainment.
0: Uh-huh. The news is wow. propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Propaganda is
4: how Hitler got so big mm. and was able to do what he did mm. because of the propaganda. Mm. When you, when the brain, right, you have a, 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 a part of your brain called the basal ganglia right here, and it's where we develop our habits, mm. right? And so all we have to do here is just keep mm. repeating, 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 repeating. And even though we may logically know it's wrong, we're going to go with it.
1: Because it feels right. Wow.
4: Because we're feelers, right? right? We're emotional beings, mm. and so even though we know a decision is wrong, I may know eating that cake is wrong, but I want it. Right.
0: I want it, and it's good. Yeah, it's right. gonna
4: make me feel good, so yeah. I'm gonna eat it, knowing yeah. I shouldn't. Yeah. And so making sure that you are, uh, if you're gonna watch the news, cut it down. Don't watch it all day. Don't have it playing on every TV mm. in the in the house, blasting. Right. Because right. all you're doing is conditioning yourself to be afraid,
0: right? Mm. To
4: be fearful. Mm. Increasing your anxiety and decreasing your cortisol, which is your, your stress hormones and decreasing your serotonin mm. um, and increasing your cortisol. Mm. Right. And so staying away from those things. Now, when it comes to like um, the second question, mm. um, with the high power here here's some things that some specific things. So specifically, mm. one of the things I say is get outside in nature and the sun. Mm. That's extremely important. And when it comes to self care, people think all these elaborate things. But when it comes to the body, the body doesn't need need much. It doesn't wow. need the elaborate elaborate things. Mm-hmm. It needs small things. It needs sun. Mm-hmm. It needs rest. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs connection. Uh, it needs uh, mm-hmm. like taking a That's bath good. is so good. That's a Men be looking at me like what? Taking a bath is more than getting clean. Taking a yeah. bath, it calms the nervous system. It regulates your body temperature. Huh. It causes you to sweat, which burns calories. Oh. Right. That's why when you get out of the tub, you're tired. Right. You're <laughs> sleepy. I have I no experience though. in this area. I got to gotta try this out. <laughs> right.
0: Yes. That's you,
4: I, I remember taking baths as a kid. I'd I be so tired. Or if you get in the pool. right? right you come right. out, you feel so drained and tired. Why? So because good. your nervous system uh-huh. has brought all of that cortisol down mm. to a, a healthy base wow. and so now you're tired and you sleep that's the best sleep you ever have the Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so taking a bath getting out in nature exercising eating right like those are the things yeah. that the body needs um mindfulness sitting in silence and being aware we're not mindful at all you can be in the shower and you think about the 50 things you got to do when you get out right mm. instead of being in the shower instead mm. of realizing where I am and being thankful that there are people around the world who don't have access to showers, yeah. instead of feeling wow. the warm water on your body, mm. right, and not thinking about what you got to do when you get out. When you get out, that's when you think about it, right. yeah. but being in the moment, even when we're in the moment talking to each other. You see people talking to each other, one person on their phone, mm-hmm. oh, yep, I hear you, I got you, mm. oh, 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 yep, go ahead. We're not mindful about the people that we sit with, right? Mm. and for the professionals, get in therapy. Going to therapy, carving time out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're giving, you're giving, you're giving. You're pouring out, you're pouring out. Your cup is empty. Mm. How do you have to fill it back up? And going to therapy helps you to work those things out. Wow. Um, hey, here's what I need. Do you have any ideas on you know things I could I could do specifically? You know, um, I have people doing mirror mirror work you know mm. every morning for 30 days they stand in front of the mirror they say one they say one thing that they're grateful for they say one thing that they forgive themselves for mm. and one thing that they don't need to apologize for mm. <laughs> mm. for yeah. 30 days and you just, it, it is a, it's amazing at what it does and then affirmations and mm. um setting the setting um the intent of your day mm. I'm gonna have a great day, mm. no matter what happens. Life is going to happen. I can't prepare for it, mm. but regardless, my attitude is mm-hmm. not going to reflect what's happening.
2: That's mm. really good. Yeah, that's good. I yeah, love. I think, the... Oh, go
3: ahead. I was just gonna say. I think the first half of your question was so key about what was it? Secondhand trauma. Yes. Secondhand, Secondhand, Secondhand trauma. trauma. Because I mean, the reason we're doing one table, the reason we come here is like in in life, you want to come to the table. With people who have different experiences, yeah, different uh, perspectives on life. Because again, we've said it before. Your perspective might not be wrong. But it is limited. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being in a multicultural church and doing yeah. life with people that don't look mm-hmm. like me, realizing the way it hit other people this past year, mm-hmm. all the police brutality. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it hits other people different than it does me. Mm-hmm. Like I'll really? never forget a call I had with a friend. He was yeah. like, dude, I hugged my wife tighter this morning and mm-hmm. my kids longer because yeah. right? somebody who looked like me didn't make it home yesterday. Right. right. Yeah. And like to hear that and yeah. recognize that and realize that that's been like not just the past year. Wow. like. <laughs> Yeah. Living in America. Life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, and just to recognize that. Because in the church, so right, we're good. called to weep with those who weep. But not everybody's been doing that over the, the past yeah. year. Yeah. It's been like, well, should you be weeping? Yeah. Like, is yeah. it really, right, right. really yeah. traumatized? Right, right. So yeah, just that, even that, that idea enough. of secondhand right, trauma, to right. <laughs> be like, oh, how is that <laughs> traumatizing for you? Just to even hear there's there's a word for that like that experience. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And I think when we think about trauma, we have to realize, well, in our world, we call it the big T and the little T.
0: Hmm.
4: Uh, But trauma is different for everybody. Trauma is simply an emotional wound, a deep distress and emotional wound. Hmm. And you and I could be in a car accident, I come out like, oh, that was crazy. (laughs) You come out like, oh, I ain't never driving again. Because (laughs) it hit you differently. Mm. You know, you experienced it differently. We all can walk in a room and see the same thing. And all of our stories will be different because we experience things differently. Mm -hmm. And so you may experience the car accident differently than I experienced it. Mm. You know, and so when it comes to... um, you know, the racial injustice, that is something that has been major in my practice where people are just afraid. Mm. You know, I know for me, as being a black woman, I, I have to have a conversation with my my daughter. I have to tell her, if you get pulled over, here's what you need to do. Mm. That's heartbreaking to have to have that. And mm-hmm. even if I'm driving and a police officer pull up behind me, he could just be driving behind me. Mm. My body begins to body. respond. I start feeling anxious. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And I start sweating. My chest start getting tight. Yeah. And... I'm like, I just feel like I need to run. I need to get away. So mm-hmm. I'll pull, I'll pull to another lane <laughs> yeah. because I know the possibility of me making it not home, it not making it home is real, mm-hmm. and that's scary. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I just the whole concept. I remember for me, it was Philando Castile and seeing that video and and thinking like, that's so crazy that his daughter was in the back seat, that his girlfriend was sitting right next to him, like that he had a firearm that was legal. Like all of these, it was broad daylight. Like, I mean, it hit into just watch the video and I don't know big T, little T what, but I felt hey. the trauma of that. Right. <laughs> and, right. and there have been several times this past year where I'm like, I just want to call in black today. You know what I mean? Because like, <laughs> yeah. because there, uh, you know, to juices point. Like, I think the news COVID, there are certain things that like we all have in common that have affected us this year for sure. And, um, but I don't know. I, I think that there is something, too. And maybe you can speak to that. Or is it a, a thing? Is collective secondary trauma a thing where mm. maybe people of color or black people are experiencing trauma at a higher level or a different rate than other people in America right now because of what's going on? Like,
4: I think we are. I yeah. think we are. I think because this is something we've been dealing with for so long. Yeah. And COVID is just... Oh, let's just tack that on. Mm, right, <laughs> yeah. Let's put the cherry on top. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's uh, it's real. You know, yeah. it's something that we've been fighting. It's almost like going into war, right? Mm. And you're fighting this side, and then another war breaks out behind you, and you're fighting over here, and you're fighting over here, and you just. Ooh. All wow. over the place and you getting banged in the head because you're trying to fight this person and you get right. you turn this way, you're getting banged right. in the head over yeah, here. Yeah. I think it is great though, you know, no, no not everybody's mourning with us and weeping with us, but a lot of people are. A lot of people are. You know, are. a lot That's of people good. are. I know I like I have a lot of Caucasian clients and they're like, what can I do? What do I need to read? What you know, mm. uh, like, you know, I tell people, read the color law. Mm-hmm. You know, I had this one client, she read it, she came back, she was like I don't even need no session today. I just need to talk about this book. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. You know, that's so there so are a lot of people who are saying, "No, that's wrong." And yeah. thank God for those people because those people are Amen. the people so who good. were very prevalent in the civil rights movement, yep. movement, and prevalent. You know, in the underground railroad. So certain good. things you just can't do yep. without allies. Right. right. And so we've always right. had allies, allies who marched with us, allies who died with us, mm-hmm. allies who died for us. Yeah. And we have to respect that. We have to honor that. Yeah. You know, but then at the same time in the church, we mm. do expect, mm. you know, um, our allies to be the people that are sitting next, next to us to because us. we do believe right. in the same God, don't yeah, we? Yeah. You know, We are brothers and sisters. We are right? brothers and sisters. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so if your brother is in pain, then I'm not saying that you should know exactly what it's like, but when it comes to pain, pain is universal. We've mm. all experienced it. So mm. maybe you don't understand uh, the actual pain in a sense of race, but you do understand pain.
2: Yeah, right? and you should be able to have some empathy. And you should That's be able so to have good. some empathy. Yeah. And I mean,
4: empathy just empathy just means I feel what you feel. Yeah, I see you.
1: I love, and it goes back to what you were saying before about just the fact that you know what we really need is connection. We need to be able to have a space with that. What the the receptionist promised you that the doctor would do, mm-hmm. somebody who would be there for you and listen listen to your situation, it's like, you know we need we need that. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I'm so glad that you brought that up that that there are people out there doing that because I know for me, in the beginning of this whole unrest that's happened in our country, i I remember looking around being like, "I don't really know who whose <laughs> ear I have or who I can talk to." And so the trauma w- <laughs> was a little bit more back then, but you're right the more you can connect with people and the more we can avail ourselves to people in their situations and be a listening ear and empathize and not be like that one counselor who was like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's to be expected because you're this or you're that. Mm -hmm. Um, The less we can be like that and the more we can be um, actual, empathetic brothers and sisters, um, yeah, the better and Mm -hmm. the healthier we're all going to be. And I think for us, too,
4: being able to connect... Um, with people who allow us to to grieve how we grieve.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and just
4: to be ourselves. And yeah. you know, yeah. um if we're hurting to cry well however we however we do that. You know, however <laughs> to, we to grieve. Express that. Right, yeah. to express that and not be like, okay, I know you're in pain, but let's just let's just pray. Ooh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh uh-uh. uh no I need somebody to, to meet <laughs>
4: somebody I spoke at this women's conference and this lady said to me, she said, Well you know with the whole when the, when the whole George Floyd thing happened she said you know mm. w- you know what what it, she said i was somewhere she said she was somewhere and she said she said to a black woman well we just need to pray mm. <laughs> she said the black lady went off on her and she was like i, I didn't understand why she went off on me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
4: i said well let me tell you sis right. i got you don't worry about it i'll right. hold you down right. <laughs> right. i said right. when you i said when you say that That's to so a black bad. woman yeah Here's what comes to mind. And I'm going to tell you as a black woman what comes to mind. Slavery comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Well, we've always prayed. Mm -hmm. We prayed when we were in Africa. We prayed on the ship on the way over here. Mm -hmm. We prayed when we got to a a foreign land. We prayed when we couldn't use our language, when we couldn't wear our hair the way we wanted to. We prayed when we had to eat the pig feet instead of eating the steak. We prayed when we had to breastfeed your kids and we couldn't breastfeed ours. We prayed when we were in the field 14 to 18 hours a day in 100 degree heat and had to make sure we... Piled up enough cotton or we were going to get beat. Mm-hmm. We, we've we been praying. And not to say that prayer doesn't work because it absolutely does. But action. Mm-hmm. But we have to take action. So when you say to me, let's just pray about it, I feel like you dismiss everything yeah. that my culture, my people yep. have gone through. So, yep. yes, let's pray and.
2: Right, pray, pray mm-hmm. and.
4: And yep. she was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Right. We'll do that again. And everybody's protest <laughs> looks different, that. right? Yeah. My protest is not. Some people are out there marching. Some people working with the governor. Some people are writing policies. Yeah. Everyone's protest look, looks good, different. Right. Right. You yep. know? Um, and so, I like, I, even with some black people, I'm like, you can't get mad at this black person because they're not out right marching exactly that's not their protest exactly. they feel like they could be more effective sitting with the governor and writing new laws mm. or looking through the old laws mm. and saying this is not right this needs to be removed right. or this right. needs to be corrected right. that's their protest yeah, yeah. you can't tell people how to protest
1: yeah, yeah. that's so good that's yeah. so good Well, Love maybe maybe one more question before we <laughs> we close out <laughs> just to tie it all together because one thing that chris brought up is about just high pressure jobs and then um the question about self-care, I think there was um, Juice brought up a, an example recently in the news, um, the tennis player, Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. from Japan, right? Yes. Of partial Japanese descent. Okay. All right. All right. And so, I don't know if you know about that. I'm not a sports yeah. person. <laughs> so, like <laughs> You're get to know David. Do you want to explain the situation? Well, yeah. Like, what she
3: was, was, it was the French Open, and she didn't want to do the media sessions. And so they, they fined her $15,000 for mm-hmm. not doing the media session. And then all the other tournaments kind of drew this hard line, like, yeah, you got to do these media sessions or else. Marshawn you know, or else we'll keep, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i <I'm> just here so I won't get fined. Right? right? But she was like, no, I'm not going to do them. And her, her, her reasoning was for self-care. She had been struggling with depression. Mm-hmm. She had been struggling with anxiety. And, yeah, so the coverage was kind of back and forth, like, should she have to do it? Is this a legit excuse? Right. And I remember reading the headline where it was like, uh, this is the first time a tennis star has withdrawn from a major tournament without a major injury. Mm. And it just kind of highlighted to me again how we elevate like physical pain over yep. mental pain or, yeah. or physical wellness yeah. versus mental wellness. Because like if one of y'all said earlier, like if you tear your ACL, you're mm-hmm. like, hey, you just push through it, right? Yep. Just gut it out. Right. If she was, yeah. You wouldn't be like, oh, you got to go play tennis on this torn ACL. Right. But when it's depression, it's like, oh, no, you should just... Press through, get it okay. out. Like, be strong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it ties into that idea of like self care, like mm-hmm. you said.
1: Yeah. So then, how do we? I mean, I think for me, that whole story is inspiring because it was a person drawing her own boundaries and saying, "You know what? My mental health matters, and even if it doesn't matter to you, it matters to me." Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was that story is empowering. There's a, a article in Time Magazine called about her in that whole decision called it's okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. And um so so maybe just like for those of us out there in the world who have maybe high pressure jobs or who feel like um we can't say no, right? Like I can I can imagine. I know Naomi Osaka is not the first professional athlete absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Um, right right who who needs to draw those lines for their own uh mental health but she's the first one at least that we're aware of who has um and and for and good for her right but there's many others who aren't so so those of us who feel like we can't say no right um how do you suggest we start saying no where do we start how do we how do we um, how do we take care of ourselves when we feel like maybe our kids or our, our, our spouses or our bosses or our churches or our, the expectations in the world won't allow us to do so?
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think the first thing you have to um, realize is that you can say though. No. Mm. I think we live in a society that pressures <coughs> us into this idea that we can't say no. We can say no to anything we want to say no to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we are afraid of the consequences. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she was afraid of the consequences. <laughs> because I think what she realized is that I am replaceable. Mm. And I tell people t- people this like with their jobs, when they have high power jobs. I don't care how long you went to school. I don't care how much deg- degrees you have, how much money you have. You are replaceable. You die today. Your job description may be posted before... <laughs> <laughs> the funeral, the funeral. <laughs> right. right, right, and so you you can't say no, and this is this is why it's important to understand you and understand mm. what you need, and you have to put yourself first. And I know in the church we have to be humble. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I I got to put myself first yep. because I could be humble and humble and dead. Yeah, right. And so with her, I I commend her because what she realizes that she she is a part of a world. Um, that expects her, that has all these high expectations of her mm. and may look at her as weak. Yeah. Because of her mental health illness. And this right. is something that Sean and I were talking about when it came to Kevin Love, who mm. deals with anxiety. Right. You know, he talked about how he played despite all the anxiety he was dealing with because of the pressures of other people. Wow. It's so funny how people will pressure us, but they won't allow us to pressure them. Mm. Right? <laughs> I I was I was listening to um I can't remember what I was listening to. I'm always listening to a reading song. Uh, but it was talking about, oh, it's this book called Irresistible, and it's talking about addiction, okay. how addiction works. And he was talking about how when Steve Job, Jobs got on stage in 2010 and introduced the iPad, mm. um, he started, stood up there for 90 minutes and talked about why you need the iPad in your life. But then he had a conversation with his kids and said, you dare not use the iPad.
1: Wow, right.
4: Right. And people who create all of these these tech wow. games and Twitter and, and, and uh, Facebook and all that, their kids are not allowed to use these things. The kids are not allowed to have access to these things. And we'll give our kid an iPad and be like, go watch TV. Mm. Go do this. Mm -hmm. Go do that, right? Mm -hmm. And that does have an effect on uh, our mental health because it gives us more access to to societal expectations of us. Mm -hmm. We know more about what society expects from us more than we know what we expect Mm -hmm. from us. And sometimes more than we know what God expects from us, Mm. right? And so we have to realize, she realized that, I can go and I can keep going on, but guess what? If I have a mental breakdown, <laughs> they're gonna do they're gonna do another article in Time Magazine, uh-huh. talk about how weak she was and why wow. she just didn't quit mm-hmm. and wow. and why she didn't look out for herself wow. and why right. she didn't take care of herself and yep. oh she was too weak because the people what team did she have around her? Mm. You know, and it's like you can't win for losing, so your as will win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's so
1: good. But that's, I think even just so to
3: come good. full circle to the yeah. the headline of it's okay to not be okay, yeah. like. As a church, right? If we believe the gospel, where Jesus died for messy people, Jesus died for sinners. We should believe. It. Oh, it is okay mm-hmm. to not be okay, mm-hmm. and you you take that to the cross, and you can also take that to a therapist, right? Absolutely. You can you can Absolutely. do the work, put the work in, but Flowmaster, you can go ahead and take it. <laughs> no, take it from here. That's
1: great. No, I think um, this has been awesome. I think there's so many mm-hmm. good nuggets in this. This, so this one probably I'm gonna have to watch again, right? Um, <laughs> watch to and just, listen over. Nope. Yeah, mm. to, to pull all the nugs I feel like I've been in counseling today, yeah, so yeah, right. this was our little primer. Nah, nah. Go, go, go. <laughs> no, go go for real, no, no, I'm not. go
4: for real. I'm not right. excusing myself, I'm just saying, you know, it's a little half step.
1: <laughs> but, um, but we hope you watching that you felt inspired. If you have questions, as always, you know, uh, you can engage with us. We are, if you're watching on YouTube, talk to us in the comments. Um, we always uh, encourage you to like. To share, but this might be especially important to share for people right. who you know in your life sure. who either need counseling, who maybe have one of the perspectives that we had about counseling, or experiences that you know you've heard someone say, "Oh, I had a bad experience." This might be a really good conversation for them to hear. And so, share, uh, like, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff. And yeah, um, we're gonna leave some stuff in the yeah, in the, in the, yeah, in the yeah, show yeah. notes and stuff. I was gonna say. Um, show Kim Tree some love and just real quick before we close you want to just say where people can find you in case they women uh, and, and if they want my counseling ladies. or <laughs>
0: therapy how can <laughs> uh, they find you
4: so yeah um, you, uh, my website is hummingbirdforwomen.com um, you could call the office 525 uh, 8014 or uh, I'm on Facebook I'm yeah. on um, Kim Tree Slaughter, yeah, right? Kim Tree Slaughter. That's I your real use my last name. name I always use my <laughs> name <laughs> Yeah, we have an office like right up the street from here. Yeah. <laughs> actually, um, yeah. So reach out. I mean, we 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 have about six therapists right now. So wow. we we moving. Y'all good. moving. We working. Love
1: us. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, okay, Trice. thank you so much. Absolutely. First ever to the table. At the table. First, First ever guest. Congratulations. 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 We'll get you a t shirt or, <laughs> or whatever. You know,
4: a special or whatever. But um.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kim Trees. Y'all, thank you for being at the table. Thank y'all for being at the table. Sure. And uh, thank y'all for coming, man. We'll see you next time.
2: Next time at the table.